0: This is Fullness of Life, discussing topics important to your life of faith and ways to grow in a life of grace. Join us each month as we inspire listeners to a deeper relationship with the Lord to live His fullness of life. Now, here's your host, Letty Medina.
1: Welcome, everyone. This is Letty Medina with Fullness of Life on 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, WSFI. This month, I have the wonderful pleasure of having a good friend, Michelle Schaefer, join me, and she's going to share just a, a bit about her spiritual journey with the Lord, and she and I have known each other for probably about 20 plus years, because when I moved up here, I started attending the church that she was working at, and she was a parishioner there as well, and if you could see Michelle, you would see what I see, which is a woman filled with joy. And so I was drawn to her from the very beginning. And so we've known each other as sisters in Christ for uh, two decades. And I love bringing people that I know who have just a beautiful love for the Lord onto the show. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you, Letty. Thank you so much for having me. This is gonna be fun. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Um, so
1: why don't we, you know, I love, I love for people to share just, again, their, their, their spiritual journey because everybody has a very unique spiritual journey. So why don't we start with a little bit of, of your background? Like how are you raised and,
0: and that kind of information? Sure. Sure. Well, I am a California girl, actually. Okay. <laughs> I born and raised in California. Um, my mom and dad, uh, there was five of us, so I have two older sisters and two younger brothers. I'm that middle child, and um, we talked about God a lot in our family. I'll never forget after Vatican II, mom and dad, we all sat down around the kitchen table and we talked about it and said, "Okay." They said, "Well, church is going to change, and we're just going to, you know, follow follow what Father says." And um, but we talked about it. We you talked about it. I <laughs> do remember that. That's awesome. <laughs> um, and and my mom was a really big holy spirit person and my dad was head over heels in love with the blessed mother so we had uh, them as our rock in fact we think about this my sisters and brother um that dad died on august 22nd coming up and it's the queenship of mary Mm, and it was like wow yeah and then i have another story we'll talk, talk about a little later but grew up in a very catholic home and we talked about our faith and we prayed together and it was really it was really good happy happy memories thank you jesus that's what a gift (laughs) and yeah and for any
1: parents listening in you know i just want to emphasize what michelle has just shared which is when you are um, actually actively talking about your faith around the dinner table or in family gatherings it makes a difference for the children because they hear that there's, it's not just, oh, we're going to run to church on Sunday and get it over with. It's mm-hmm. it's something that is beyond that, that is part of the lived daily life.
0: Yes, a definitely lived experience. I totally agree. And that lays yeah. a
1: much stronger foundation than what many people maybe have made the mistake of doing, which is not necessarily talking about it because, oh, well, that's not a popular topic or whatever. And so I would encourage parents to talk more openly.
0: I'm kind of jumping the gun, but my oldest son now, we have three boys, um, is now 35 with four kids of his own. And three years ago, he called me and he said, mom, I'm really grateful. And I'm really, really sorry. And I'm like, oh. Okay, what do you what are you grateful for? And he said, Well, I'm really grateful that we talked about God a lot in the house. Okay. And I said, Oh, well, you're welcome. I said, Well, what are you sorry for? And he goes, For rolling my eyes all those times. <laughs> That's <laughs> cute. So are we getting eye rolls from your oldest? Because Noah was four at the time, and he's like, Oh yeah, we're getting eye rolls. And I said, Well, <laughs> keep, keep plugging away, keep talking about the Lord. So sweet. And you know, also, it you know you can you do really pass it on Amen. to your kids. I
1: love that. It is, yeah. Okay, so so I know a little bit about your husband, Jim. Mm -hmm. Why don't you tell a little bit about your story with him?
0: Oh my goodness, my love of my life! So he, we met when we were in high school. He, I was sixteen; he was seventeen. Um, being in California, uh, my folks, we lived literally a stone's throw away from Disneyland. So, oh wow, um, yeah. So when we met, I had just come off of a search retreat. It's kind of like a Kairos retreat equivalent okay. here, um, and so I was just on fire, on fire with the Lord. And I remember, you know, uh, Jim had no religious background or upbringing at all and so he was like okay who is this woman or who is this girl (laughs) that she's crazy about the lord i'm like you know if if there was a bomb that went off right here and jesus didn't want me to die i wouldn't die (laughs) I'm young in my faith and um you know then he started going to mass with me um which was really amazing to me that he wanted to go and he would come every weekend with my family wow. which was really really great and I also was um uh, working at Disneyland at the time so I this is just this doesn't have anything to do with my faith but it was really fun I bet it was <laughs> uh, so I was working at Disneyland as Donald Duck as the opening float <laughs> for the 19 or seven 1976 uh uh bicentennial parade and so i would sign jim in every every night almost and he would sit on main street and i'd come around the with my fife in my hand and oh how cute i I would blow kisses at him and he's like stop doing that people like do you know donald duck
1: (laughs) (laughs) how cute
0: so we grew up together we grew up together We, we got married very young um and then, you know, started our family uh, four years into our marriage. In fact, um, he became Catholic four years Praise into our marriage. And we had our first son, uh, Brad, and then we had Thomas and Andrew. And um, he was working um, uh, at Campbell Soup, and they started transferring us around the country. So we went from California to New, New Jersey, of all places. Oh, interesting. And I thought I was in Japan because it was so different than California. <laughs> Um, but it was, it was a really great, uh, time to incubate our own family. We were family and, um, we would go, we went to mass there and, uh, we never, you know, we always went to mass. We always were connected. That's Uh, beautiful. Yeah. And then, uh, we, from New Jersey, we got transferred to Texas and that's when, I had a a reawakening, I want to say, because uh, Mariana, the locutionist from Medjugorje, came and spoke at our parish. There was like 800 people there. It was amazing. Wow. And I I said, wow, I want what she's got. (laughs) And um, boy, she was beautiful to me, but not outer, but inside. You could just tell she was just a beautiful woman committed to the Lord. And I just really wanted that. So I started growing in my faith, just leaps and bounds. I remember calling my mom at one time and I'm like, mom, I'm growing so much in my faith. And, you know, Jim's not kind of right there with me, but she said, don't worry about Jim. God will take care of Jim. And I'm like, Hey mom. And I, you know, it was so, such great advice because the Lord was, he was, wooing me we've talked about this you and yes. i Of the wooing me and just loving me and and calling himself so you know it's so cool because when you when you learn about the blessed mother who does she lead you to but the heart of jesus yes the heart of jesus and it's it's you, you never want to leave in fact i haven't i have not left oh, um before leaving Texas, I did get to go on a wonderful retreat with some of my friends there. I uh, went to go see uh, a brother, David Lopez, down in um, Harlingen, Texas. He lived on grand. And in that, I, I learned, a lot. he taught me about marriage at that point, actually. Um, we'd been married already 14 years. And he was telling us this story that I just really wanna share because it really helped me tremendously um, in my own marriage, he has cerebral palsy. So he talks very slowly. He takes all his energy to talk. So he's telling us this story. He's Like, yes, I have a good friend who came in to me one day and said, oh, brother, um, brother David, I have, I met the perfect man for me. And he says, well, sit down and tell me about him. So she goes on and on and on for 20 minutes, telling about him. And she, and then all of a sudden she said, what do you think? And he says, well, are you going to make him holy? And is he going to make you holy? And I went, wow, do I make Jim holy? Like, do I really make him holy in our marriage? And I'm like, no, I like to aggravate him, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Not really, but, and so I went home from that retreat and, you know, with a new renewed sense of who I was in my, as a, as a wife of, to make my husband holy. And I didn't say anything to him, but he noticed and Mm -hmm we started making each other holy and holy holy scripturally based is other 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 like when the israelites said holy 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 lord god are you other 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 so we don't treat our husbands or our wives like we treat everybody else we treat them special and we Amen. treat them holy so i it was a beautiful beautiful thing um that i came away with um on that weekend and i also um received the gift of joy that weekend, um, mm-hmm. that was just planted in my heart. Oh. I can't get rid of it. No, you can't. <laughs> um, no. And I, I'm, I'm grateful for it. Sometimes it gets me in trouble, but sometimes I, I just rely on it. It draws um,
1: a lot of people to you though, because if he, you know what? Um, so I want the listeners to hear this. So the gift of joy is one of the fruits of the Holy spirit mm-hmm. and it, when you see someone who lives authentic joy, there's so, something so appealing about them because they're just filled with this, this beauty of the smile. If you can see again, Michelle's smile and the warmth that exudes from her eyes as she smiles at people because it comes from her heart. The joy is welling up from her heart into her smile and into her, her beautiful eyes. And it is, it, is a, it is a gift from the Lord that draws people to someone who is living in in, a life in the spirit.
0: Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. So I I really feel that it's not even me, you know, it's It's, not, (laughs) I'm going to affirm that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. It's totally the Holy spirit. Amen. It's totally Jesus. And you know, even God, the father, I have felt like it's like, Oh my goodness. You know, when I call people, I love to, to, to point out to people that there are sons and daughters of, of the most high God. Yes. I feel like that's just God, the father saying, yes, affirm that in them. They need to know that. Exactly.
1: Know and the other thing, a couple other things you shared earlier that I want to go back to. So you, you mentioned, um, how the Lord was wooing you. Okay. So you had, you mm-hmm. went to this talk by this visionary who, uh, had the great honor of seeing the blessed mother a number of times, reportedly from Medjugorje and that, and her, her, her sharing of her experiences really lit your heart on fire in a new way. Mm-hmm. So so what yeah. I want to emphasize to the listeners is you have to make a point of kind of going out of your way and going to some of these retreat experiences, some of these talks mm-hmm. that are held at your churches or other local churches, because you never know when you're going to get zapped in a new <laughs> way with the, with the Lord and his love for you and kind of renewed And if you Mm -hmm. never do that, if you just go to mass every Sunday and you don't go out of your way to do anything extra, you're not Mm going to grow as very, as much, most likely.
0: Absolutely. Correct. And I, I even heard uh, from that, from that talk last night, she even said, look, when you come and learn about the Lord, you get a blessing. Yes. You get, I mean, God blesses you for that. Yes. And he opened you up wider and wider and wider. And so my sister and I, she lived in Texas with me at that time too. And so we started going to all these other talks because we, we there was a hunger and a thirst in us. Exactly. <laughs> that's like we, and, and after I, I received the gift of joy, I wanted to know scripture. Oh my gosh. I had such a thirst for scripture. And so that's when I started going to scripture.
1: And, and you know, what is
0: scripture, but it is the living word who oh is Jesus gosh. Christ, right? It's so living. I mean, it's a two-edged sword, let me tell you. Yes, <laughs> it is. You don't want to hear it, but you have to. And then when you really dive into it and go deeper in, just in yourself, you're you're amazed at how loving and, and encouraging the Lord is to each one of us, to yes. each one of yes he is
1: and so you had mentioned earlier that he he went through a phase after this where you started feeling the lord wooing you okay what does that mean Mm -hmm. some of some of our listeners are saying well what what does that mean like how does the lord woo you i mean i've experienced myself and and he wants to do it with all of his children right Mm -hmm. he wants Mm -hmm. to love you so well and reveal his love to you in a way that is so unique for you that you feel it, you recognize it, and you go, "Oh my gosh, I love you too!" <laughs> like, like it becomes this love affair, a passionate love affair, yeah. that draws you deeper
0: into the heart of Christ, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it is available well, to everyone. Everyone, and I think the beauty of it is, is you really, you really begin to know who you are. Yes, because once you, once you let Jesus love you you can start loving yourself almost, Uh, you know, and, and you, you get to know yourself just better and deeper. And, and then, then that's where the trust comes in. Like, okay, Lord, I can trust you with anything and everything until the next big thing comes around. And then you you get to trust him a little bit more.
1: But, but yeah, so beautiful. So so what I hear you sharing is this progression where you had this beautiful foundation laid by your parents. You then you mm-hmm. went off and you married your high school sweetheart. You guys mm-hmm. continued to practice the faith, but then you mm-hmm. had this kind of heightened experience, spiritual experience, this hunger that grew in your yeah. heart once you tasted the sweetness of the Lord. And yeah. then you started growing and changing as the woman of God he was calling you to be. And you learned to love your husband even more. You more. learned to draw him to holiness and to mm-hmm. allow him to draw you to holiness. Now, isn't that
0: beautiful? Oh, I'm, I'm glad you said that because at one point I, I went to confession and I said, Oh, Father, I think I love my husband too much. And he goes, What are you talking about? <laughs> and I said, Well, I, I love him. And he goes, who gave them to you? Exactly. Who, who, you know, and I was like, wow, thank you. Thank you, Father Pat, for saying that. Because he he said, you know, when you love your husband so much, you're loving the Lord. Yes. And so we're, we're loving each other more and more. You know, that three strand that Proverbs talks about. It's not easily broken when you have your husband, wife, and the Lord Amen. in your marriage. It is so powerful yeah. there's it's it's beautiful and, and
1: that's why in today's world when so many people even mm. catholics are deciding to get married outside the church it's a tragedy because when yeah. you decide to get married just at the just of the peace instead of having the lord present and as the third person entering into that beautiful covenant of love you are yeah. missing that third strand and it is not as strong and it, it's mm-hmm. not a sacrament. So we, we need to be witnesses to the power and beauty of that sacrament of marriage in the faith later. journey. It's part of our faith yes. journey when we're called to the vocation of marriage.
0: Right, right. So, I mean, you know, there's good days and bad days, but... As in every marriage. <laughs> but in the, you know, in the foundation, in your in our foundation, it is true love, Amen. which is...
1: And that, Yeah, the Lord is the answer to all of these things, right? He's constantly drawing us further and deeper into His heart so we can love one another better and be the witnesses that we are called to be. Well, it is time for a commercial break, but don't go away because when we get back, Michelle's going to talk a little bit more about her own work in ministry and how the Lord called her into that work. So this is Letty Medina.
2: A prayer for deliverance with Father John Town. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus Christ, we just ask for the grace of the Holy Spirit to come down upon us the intercession of Our Lady and of all the saints and angels. And we come against any influence of the occult of the new age that might have infiltrated any of our listeners to the children, their grandchildren, their nieces, nephews, brothers and sisters and families. And we bind Satan and all of his minions in any way that have bound any of these individuals or their families in this occult practices. And we invoke Mother Mary also in all saints in the name of jesus by the blood of jesus i just break all bounds and all influences of the new age upon any one of our listeners and may they be broken in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit may he send upon them the grace of the holy spirit to free them and may our mother mary place her mother the to protect them and crush the head of the evil one as she was promised to do so in genesis after the fall amen
1: shaper. And she has just been sharing a little bit about her faith journey. And um, we're at a point where she and Jim are madly in love with each other. And now they have three sons. And why don't we continue with the story of your family?
0: Well, thanks, Letty. Um, gosh, God blessed us with three boys. You know, there's a, there's that saying there's a special place in heaven for a mom of three boys. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, I love them to death. Uh, they're men now. They're all raised and have kids of their own, each one of them, Um, but just, we had some, we, it was such a blessing. Um, I worked at the beginning of our marriage and then I I was able to stay home for 17 years and it was just a glorious, wonderful time. Um, So, you know, it was really fun to give them my idea of that they were not alone. I used to put a little stool in their, in their rooms at night so that their guardian angel can sit and watch them sleep. I love that. (laughs) So they they knew that that God was watching over them and um, we would just we would we would just talk about God um, I don't know all the time because I I used to take Andrew with me to um, go to adoration uh, when he was just a baby and so he'd be you know Jesus Jesus uh-huh. <laughs> and you know they just knew who the Lord was yes. and you um, it was it was a great time of spiritual growth for our whole family. It was it was wonderful, and um, I just I, I thank the Lord for that time. I think that for us just staying home and it was a lot a lot of it was in Texas, but then we got transferred back to California, so we went back to California. Didn't really want to go, but we went there, and um, that was a really good spiritual time for us too. However, we only were there for another, for like two, two and a half years and then got transferred to Colorado. So the boys were used to moving every about two or three years. But in Colorado, it was just magnificent, as you can imagine Mm -hmm. with the Rocky Mountains. Uh, We we were 20 minutes south of Denver, Um, but I I needed to go get a job and this was so fun. Um, I needed to get a job, uh, just a part-time job. So there was a restaurant there that, Called Claim Jumper that we had in California. So I knew who they were in Colorado and they were just opening up in Colorado. But it became an evangelization field for me. It was so much fun.
1: Oh, I can imagine. And I,
0: and I didn't start off that way, but um, I always had an angel pin on me, a guardian angel. I, uh, I like my guardian angel. And so um, they would notice that I have this angel. On, well, first of all, when I started working there, I noticed people like swearing a lot. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. my ears were hurting. So <laughs> when I would hear this, I started saying to myself underneath my breath, Lord of mercy, Lord of mercy, when they would swear. So,
1: yes.
0: um, although one time this big guy, Eric, has, I'll never forget him, he's this big kid, Eric, and I, of course I was like in my late 30s, maybe early 40s even. Um, so I was an older lady <laughs> and working some morning, some days and some nights. So I got to meet a lot of the, the crew, um, Lord, have mercy, it all over the place. And one day he said, uh, JC, but he wasn't praying. Okay. Was I'm just going Yeah. And so I turned around and I went, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy out loud like that. <laughs> and he turns around and he goes, what did you just say? And I went. Lord, have, I said, Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. And he goes, why did you say that? And I said, well, I took away your curse and I gave you a blessing. How precious. And he said, nobody has ever blessed me before. Aww. And I just went, well, there you go. Have, there's a blessing from the Lord. And he puts his arms up and he goes, nobody swear around Michelle. And I went, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. Now but, but that is a witness. But it was so, it was really funny um, and really fun. And um, and then, so like I said, they were noticing my angel pins. And so they're like, well I, well, I would like to get an angel pin. And I said, well, okay, I'll get you an angel pin, but you have to stop swearing because I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to get it blessed. That's a good deal. So I started buying those, you know, just those little $5 angel pins that's got your birth date. So I find out what their birth month is. And I'd have father McGinn over at my parish at St. Thomas more um, bless them. And I'd bring them into work after about the 30th pin. He's like, what are you doing with these? pins?" (laughs) And I said, you're not going to believe it. So I'm not going to say, I'm just going to keep giving them out. So, but the, all the crew wanted an angel pin. And they precious. just on Well, there's this one girl, her name was Michelle too. She was a, a night crew and she swore like a sailor. Mm-hmm. And, and she came up to me one day and she says, well, I really want an angel pin, but I really have to work on my swearing. And I'm like, okay, you let me know when you're ready. When's your, when's your birthday? I'll have it all ready for you. And I am not kidding you a month later, she came up to me and she goes, okay, I'm ready i'm ready and so i i said great so we pinned her like in a little ceremony in the bar of course and she stopped swearing oh how beautiful it was like it was it was such an evangelization field and it really was wonderful because i didn't even know god was doing that in me like he was teaching me how to evangelize and how to talk about his mercy and his love and then and then the that crew, a lot of them would come and talk to me and say, hey, I need I need help with this or I need help with that. You know, I'll never forget Michael came in and he's like, I'm not sure if I'm gay or not. And I'm like, well, let's talk about that. And wow. so we talked about it. And when I left, he gave me this big angel because he's like, you were my angel because I found out who I was or How who I am. Precious. And I'm like, wow.
1: Okay. So I just, I want to jump in and I, and I just want to, again, emphasize for the listeners that we are all called to be witnesses to the Lord, no matter where we work, no matter what we do for a living, no matter what vocation we have, whether we're married, we're single, we're religious, we're whatever. And, and, and living it out just that simple way that Michelle has described where she just, she was real. She love of the lord and she let people know she loved the lord by wearing an angel pin and saying that lord have mercy out loud <laughs> and and people notice and people were changed <laughs> because she took a step in faith and the lord blessed it and he blessed it abundantly based on what i'm hearing and so again just encouraging all our listeners be the witnesses you're called to be you know, don't be afraid to to say you are a believer. You will pre- pray for others. You will talk to them about your faith. That's what we're mm-hmm. called to do. Beautiful yeah. story, okay. Michelle. I love okay. it.
0: Yeah, it's it's all because of Jesus. I'm telling you. Amen. So then, but then we moved here to Illinois, and and you know, I another move and another finding. I I always prayed before we moved, before every move. I said, okay, Jesus and Mary, you're my only friends. I don't have any friends. Guide me to the people, you know, in the parish that you want us to be in. So we started at, um, at my parish um, at St. Paul's and uh, Father Ray, my pastor, was just wonderful. And I jumped right in, as I usually do with both feet and um, started volunteering and started a Bible study because they didn't have it there. Um, and I ordered eight books. I thought, hmm, eight books will be good. Twenty five women showed up. How wonderful. It was, and of course I prayed. I'm like, okay, Lord, send whoever you need. And so when they all showed up that morning, I was like, okay, people, we got some work to do. (laughs) And it it was a a really wonderful time. And at the same time, I started at the Chicago, um, Catholic Chicago scriptures uh, school, which was new in 1999 here. And so I went through that four year program, which was phenomenal. So it was, and I'm one of those people, as soon as I hear stuff new, I just have to share it with everybody who I meet. So I was learning and and the group was learning and we we grew, you know. um, It was such a fabulous (laughs) time. And, you know, we were community. We were like, that was the word I was just going to say.
1: You were living out and building up community just because of your willingness. To get out yeah. there and say hey let's gather and study the bible together
0: Yeah, that is beautiful yeah it was really fun and uh then about a few years few more years into it they said you know you're always hanging around church you want to work here and i'm like well sure okay <laughs> so then i got hired on and um at 2007 i became the youth minister which was whoo um it was it was such a great experience i i i was scared to death at first but that fell madly in love with the teens the questions they asked um it was a, a wonderful wonderful time also started back to go get my master's at that point um as father ray said go get your go get your master's and i'm like oh okay can they help me <laughs> do my homework Word. and he did actually he was great awesome. um so finished with my schooling and then was uh, the youth minister for seven years and at the end of that time, we, we did our last retreat, um, we, we did Life Teen and we grew another another thing that happened with that, which was amazing. We all found out our charisms. We, we went through the called and gifted workshop and we found out what our charisms are. And so there was 25 adults um, running this wonderful youth group and two ladies did hospitality because that was their charism. Yes. We didn't have to do anything. They loved it. They made all kinds of fun things, you know, uh, gutter uh, Sundays and walking tacos and uh, wait, just keep some awesome stuff. Yes. One lady yes. was my administrator and she did all the fundraising and because she had the charism of administration, exactly. Then we had five people who were intercessor prayer people. And they did all the church sacristan stuff for us and then there was a core team which surprisingly enough there were three women and the and the rest were men wow so we had, we had an overwhelming abundance of men who were amazing godly men um and we just had we were the body of christ and it was really cool because because we were the body of Christ the kids became a body of Christ and about the fourth year into it the seniors or well, the juniors came up to us and said hey next year we want to run one night a, a month and i'm like okay that's great and i wish you could could have seen the 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 things that they did for their peers um, they took they took vices and virtues so they talked about a vice and then they they counterpointed it with a virtue for the seven months that they did this one night uh, a sunday they did that wow and and we think it was because we witnessed the body of christ so they wanted to be the body of christ
1: exactly. and
0: and that you know continued on so it was a beautiful growth experience for you know not only for the youth but for us adults of course we loved it yeah. we've been on mission trip together and oh it, it was wonderful. But then I was getting too old. <laughs> I said, I got to stop this. Well, okay. So before
1: we move on, before we move on, I want to just, uh, again, um, emphasize something that you mentioned, which was so beautiful. And that is the body of Christ. Right. And that you, you, you understood your various charisms and you put people to work where they were gifted by the Lord. And that is how the Lord wants us to work, right? Because he says some are preachers and some are teachers and some are, you know, healers and some are administrators and some are hospitality people. And that's when things really start coming together because we aren't all going to be good at all these different things. And often, too often... Um, We have people working in ways where they're not naturally gifted, and it becomes dysfunctional because they're trying to make something work on their own steam instead of Mm -hmm. listening to the Lord's promptings and go, no, no, I want you working here because that's Mm -hmm. the gifts I've given you. So we really
0: have to discern these things. Oh, absolutely. And we have to be um, encouraging each other to say it. Okay, so if that's not working for you, why don't you try this? But again, the charism workshop that we all went to was so profound.
1: Yes. Was that the called and gifted workshop?
0: Correct. Through Catherine of Siena group. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: would encourage listeners to look that up called and gifted and you can actually go through it um, online. You purchase the books and tapes and Mm -hmm. all that. And it really would bless your life to know what charisms the Lord has gifted you with so He can help lead you where He wants to yeah. use
0: you most powerfully. You become a reed. you become yes. a a total reed that just God just blows life right through you. Amen. It's amazing when you're working in your charism and it gives you energy, the three hallmarks of charism. is it gives you energy, it's effective yes and and other people notice and wow. they'll say.
1: They'll say, and they'll, yes.
0: Yeah. So if they can feel the presence of the Lord Ex- through you. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I love that. You know, when that. Jesus said in uh, John 14, 12, amen, amen, I say to you, you will do greater things than I. When I first found that passage, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. You changed really bad rotter into really good wine. You raised people from the dead. You healed you forgave sins and we're going to do more than that Lord wow. wow but if we work in in the way he's created us to work yeah oh, watch out it it'll happen it call it, it so
1: it, it calls us to discern discernment and prayer right to come to understand right? where God has blessed us and yeah. obedience oh, obedience yes. to what he wants us to do right if we're yeah. really good at evangelization but we want to do something that we're not gifted in. It's not going to bear fruit. Correct. Right. Correct. So we yes. have to be obedient. That effectiveness. Yeah, that's it's so beautiful. It is. So then, what happened after teen ministry? Where did where did the Lord you oh. lead you next?
0: So I did. I did um, did a few years of adult education, and then the Lord really was calling me to a different parish, which I was really didn't want to leave but you know after 17 years it was time for me to move on and and it was good for the parish too because they needed to get new blood in there so I got to go to another parish um, not too far away about 25 minutes away from my home and um, that was a really good experience it was a good experience because it was starting new nobody knew me um, I didn't know them and so I learned how to be open, (laughs) you know, all all over again and not, you know, count on the same old people. I had to learn about other people. Um, uh, it was, it was hard. It was really hard, but it was so great. And even though I'm an extrovert, it's tough going into a community that doesn't know you and, you know, um, they, and- they got, they don't trust you. You, you got to get your street crud, you know? Yeah. You, you have to
1: build to get- the relationships and that's
0: right. right. So after a year, I, 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 gosh, I, I threw my net <laughs> wide and long and just threw it out there and had all kinds of things going on and people started coming and they started trusting me and, uh, well, not me, but the Lord through me and it was, it was great. And then, um, But then the Lord was even calling me, (laughs) calling me to another spot, which I am now working at the Institute for Pastoral Leadership uh, at Mundelein with my wonderful director, Linda Corey and associate directors, uh, Dr. Catherine Sims and Bob Alexander with Kathy Samaki and Mary um, Gebelhoff who are just phenomenal It's a phenomenal team. I feel so incredibly blessed because we're leading people to be leaders in the church, which has been awesome. So
1: Michelle is basically working in an area where I went through a two-year lay leadership training program that you're helping to manage, Correct. right? Correct, right. So that's really good. You know what? It is time again for another commercial break, Uh, but don't go away. So when we come back, Michelle will share a little bit more about just how she has learned to trust Jesus and just a a beautiful part of her journey. Um, So thank you, and we'll be right back.
2: Hello, I'm Father James Kubicki, the U.S. Director of the Apostleship of Prayer, and I ask you to support Catholic Radio in your area because Catholic Radio is the way that we can get the word out today. It's Catholic evangelization at its best, and I've heard conversion stories all over the place because of people who have tuned in as they're driving or in their homes listening to Catholic Radio by accident Eight eight five Libertyville Illinois six zero zero four eight Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated.
1: Welcome back, everyone. This is Letty Medina with Fullness of Life, and I'm sitting here with my good friend Michelle Schaefer, and she's been sharing a lot of her wonderful experiences on her faith journey over many years of her life, um, but you know, one of the things we always want to do is be real about the fact that it's not all a bed of roses. Um, no one escapes the cross and Michelle is no exception to this. So why don't we talk a little bit more about some of the harder parts of your journey, uh, with the Certainly
0: you bet. Um, so everything changed in 2011 (laughs) for us. Uh, uh, Jim lost his job. Um, and, um, he did get a new job within a, a couple of months, but it was out in Seattle. So he moved out to Seattle, and um, he, when he got there, within a week, he said, "Don't quit your job. <laughs> I'm on a sinking ship. <laughs> Just don't quit your job." And I said, "Okay." So we started commuting back and forth. First, it was five weeks apart. Then it was four weeks apart. Then three, two. You know, we were like back and forth all the time. But finally, in 2012 just a year he he was out there just for a year but you know it was a great growth time for him he was out there a lot by himself um and the lord i could i could tell was just working on him he there was a lot there's a lot of homelessness in the downtown area which he worked in and he just started carrying um sandwiches in his backpack mm-hmm. and when he'd see them he would give them i mean that he just never did that kind of stuff yeah. before I was like, wow, this is great. And then one day, I'll never forget this. Um, he was telling me about this man who was laying on this piece of cardboard, sleeping at night. And he had holes in his mittens and his and holes in his socks. And his, it was kind of cool, getting cool uh, weather. And so um, on, on a Saturday, I called him and I'm like, so what are you doing? And he goes, oh, I'm at this... Um, um, surplus store. And I'm like, Oh, what are you doing there? And he's like, well, I see this guy laying there and he needs new socks and he needs new socks, uh, mittens and a hat. So he he went to this store and he bought like a blow up um, mattress, a small, thin one, hats, socks, mittens, sunscreen. He just, and he bought a, a, a backpack and he just pot granola bars and just all kinds of stuff and so so it was really cool because because we were we were talking the whole week and i'm like oh my gosh okay so when you what are you going to say something to him and he's like no no i I don't know i don't know if he's going to be awake when i go by You, you know yada yada so monday morning came along and um i was so excited for him to drop this package off for this gentleman yeah and um so after he he dropped it off. He called me and I could, I I knew he was crying. He was like, oh my gosh, that felt so good. You know? And I go, well, well, did you talk to him? And he's like, no, he was asleep. I just put it by his head and I just walked off. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. This was so awesome. You're being the hands and feet of Jesus, you know? And he's like, yeah, I really feel it. And then, so then when he went back home that night, um, he, you know, he saw him and he had the, the, the mattress all blown up and he had the new hat on and, some and i'm like well did you say anything and he goes no i just i just walked by but it just you know warmed my heart and and we were we were just crying on the phone going this is so this is what god wants us to do Amen. you know how not that what your right hand know what your left hand is doing or vice yeah. versa um but also but then a couple days later he was gone mm-hmm. and i'm like wow at least you did your part. Exactly. You know? At least you did your part. So Jim really grew. Remember, I told you my mom had said, Don't worry about Jim. Yes. I'll bring him along. Yes. God had brought him along. Yeah, I'll just say that.
1: Mom knew what she was talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, she sure did. So then when he came back, he tried like Keck to get a job back in Illinois. Um, and he actually, uh, to no avail, we prayed and. Um, But he he just didn't find a job, so that was uh, 2012 when he came back. 2013 came around. Well, and then my our our oldest Brad had had his first son Noah. Well, since Dad was at home, Dad could be the babysitter. Okay. So our Papa Papa was the babysitter. So it was really great. Um, so he he babysat Noah the first year of his life, um, which was awesome. Uh, Then 2013 came along and he's out of a job still and uh, September 8th came and we did our first night uh, for a life teen and we had PJ Anderson and it was a great night. I was so high when I got home. I went to bed at about 11 o'clock, the phone rang and it was my brother, uh, John. And he said, my brother, Mike died tonight. And I said, what? And he said, Mike died tonight. I go, wait, our brother, Mike died tonight. And he's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, what happened?" And they're like, "He's like, well, you have to, you you're gonna have to call." They always call me. I'm the middle person, remember? Yes. <laughs> so I had to call the coroner uh, out in California to to find out what happened, and he, um, he either had a massive heart attack or an aneurysm. Which after the autopsy, we found he had a, mat- a massive heart attack. Now he was the youngest of the five of us, mm-hmm. and it was um, it was really challenging. So mom was still alive, dad had passed away um, in 2005. This was 2013. And um, so Jim and I rushed out there uh, after getting all my stuff ready for work at work. Um, And of course, Jim was off work so he could go with me. We ended up staying out in California for three weeks so that we could, I was the executor on his estate because he was not married. Um, He was a school teacher and um, we, we got everything. You know, we, we did everything for Mike. Um, and then that was in September. And then come November, uh, my, our mom was diagnosed with multiple myeloma. Mm. And so um, we were like, oh my goodness, uh, what do we need to do? So again, uh, I went out there in January. So Terry, my oldest sister lived in um, Houston. Pam lived in um, Indiana and I'm here. And so we we rotated going out to, to take care of her every two weeks. So, of course, Jim was home so he could go. And then she did pass away that May. So we lost our brother and, and mom uh, nine months later in, in May. And by the way, September 8th is the Blessed Mother's birthday. And then mom died in May, May 15th, which is all the Blessed Mother. We always attribute everything to the Blessed Mother calling them home. But it was a really, really... Um, difficult year. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, the only thing that I kept praying is thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to trust in you. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to trust in you. I just read a couple books that if we praise the Lord in the good times and in the bad times, he he will never abandon us. He will never forsake us. And I got to tell you, it's so true. Not only did we, we go through these really hard times, but we had another grandson being born during that time Two Thomas and, and Andrew got married three weeks apart in 2014. Oh, wow. Jim was still looking for a job. We celebrated our 35th wedding anniversary um, back in 2015. Um, so this year it's 40 years. I can't believe it. Wow. And, and we never lost our house. And I, I just worked at the church. Can I just say that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you can. But we, we learn to really trust in the Lord for everything. Okay. But- this
1: is beautiful. And, and I want to emphasize this because so many of our listeners, I'm sure, have gone through difficult times, are going through difficult times where they're having a hard time trusting. Mm-hmm. And trust is so essential to the journey of faith and mm-hmm. god is a provider he provides protection he provides strength he mm-hmm. provides he is our hope yeah he's our he should be our everything right our foundation our anchor our you know our compass mm-hmm. um and yes if we keep trusting in him we will get through everything and there will be unexplained reasons that we somehow get through it unscathed, you know, for the most part, right? Like how did we pay all those bills? I don't know. We just had it had enough.
0: And I will tell you at the beginning of all of this, there was a pit in my stomach and I named that pit fear. It is fear. It is totally fear. And I asked Jesus one night, I laying in bed, I said, Lord, I can't take away this fear. You have to take away this fear in me and replace it with peace and, uh, you know, trust. And he did. And it was amazing. So there, I mean, I, I'm talking right now, like, you know, it's a, it was a, it wasn't that bad, but it really was really bad. Well,
1: and I, (laughs) let me affirm this because I often saw Michelle throughout these years at morning mass and she and I would, connect and we were talking, she'd share a little bit. And sometimes she'd cry a little bit and sometimes we'd pray together. And I remember it was a heavy cross.
0: It was, it was a lot, it was. But, then, but then the beauty, the beauty of it was, so now we're coming up to, to 2016 and Jim, um, so all the kids are married, they're gone. Uh, my mom was gone. My brother had died. Um, and Jim's like, okay, I got to beat the pavement again to, to get a job. Well, he, he found out there was a, a a janitor job, a part-time janitor job at a church. And it was the, it was the year of mercy, <laughs> which cracks me up. I love it. I love God so much. And um, so he started working part-time. Uh, and then three weeks later, on December 8th, we all know what that date is, yes. Kraft calls him and says, hey, we want to hire you. And he's like, I didn't even apply for a job. Where did you get my name? And he goes, they said, well, you applied here three and a half years ago and we want to hire you now. Wow. And It was like amazing. So of course, you know, corporate, it took him till March six to actually hire him. Yes. <laughs> so he did get, he, he hired back on and I got to tell you, I saw so the night before he, he went, we, he started his new job. Um, I said we went to dinner, and I said, "So, what are you excited about, and what are you apprehensive about?" And he said, "Well, I'm really excited. I get to use my skills, and I get to meet people, and be productive, and in in you know in the way I know um, this will be great." And I said, "And what are you apprehensive about?" And he said, "Well, I gotta tell you, I've really developed a prayer life during this time." Wow. And so I'm gonna miss that. And I said, "Well, you won't miss it because I know that God will probably." keep it going with you and he said well i hope so so this job at craft though was downtown and we live up north and it was like a two-hour commute each way oh my so yeah so he would leave the house at like five thirty, get on the train uh, you know get get down there um had to take then had to take a bus mm-hmm. to get to the, his job um and he lasted 11 weeks yeah he said, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. It's, it's not what, so the, the, church who he was cleaning for loved him because he's a neat freak. Okay. <laughs> and so they said, uh, we'll take you back. And, and, and we said, okay, well, that'd be great, but he has to be full-time. It has to be with benefits because, yeah. you know, and so they said, okay. And so wow. he's been now, he's been a janitor full-time for the last four years now,
1: at a church where he can pray and maintain his <laughs> peace and his love of the Lord. I'm telling you, God is amazing. <laughs> God is amazing.
0: And, you know, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to, I mean, he's not, he's not using all of the skills that he would like to, but, you know, he keeps saying, he's like, no, this is where the Lord wants me. I, I just, I feel at peace here. That's so beautiful. Said, perfect. Perfect. Wow. Yeah. I so yeah, that. we, We've um, we've learned to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts, and I highly recommend it, Amen. because, because you just I I I have this smile on my face because God does things so much better than what we could do. Like we would want to try and fix it, we would want to try and well, let's do this or let's do that. And the way things came about were like truly miracles. Amen. If you ask me, yeah, you know, I always say so, God far.
1: God has far exceeded my expectations every time. <laughs> Don't put limits on the Lord. He will Exactly. He will blow you out of the and, water with what he wants to do in your life. And I
0: and I think the best thing was is that our boys witnessed all of that. Yes. You know, they they look at their dad and they're like, "Wow, dad. That's amazing. That's amazing But you you humbled yourself. You humbled yourself before the Lord." Amen. And and he really did and and you know they they've they learned just like we did how to trust in the Lord so we're very blessed with three sons and beautiful daughter-in-laws who we just love and eight grandkids with one more on the way uh, and so the Lord is totally blessing us and they're all ways. practicing their faith at this point and they're all practicing their faith Praise like God Amazingly. Like we, during Lent, um we started getting on Zoom on Friday nights and doing a, a chaplet together, all of us. <laughs> <How> <laughs> From beautiful. Springfield to Antioch to Aurora, to where we are, you know, and it's just, um, it was, it's really fun. We, and we talk about, we still talk about God.
1: <laughs> so wonderful, Michelle. That's a beautiful witness that you've just shared with us. And in this last few minutes or this last few seconds, really, you know, looking back, what would you say about like God's hand in, you know,
0: your life? God had me in his hands. Amen. My, my whole life. And I'm, I'm grateful. I, every day I just say, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus, because without him, we, we are nothing. Exactly. And Um, your life
1: has been very full. And full
0: of very, love, very
1: full. full of joy.
0: Full of challenges, too. Absolutely. And I, I'm, I'm grateful for every challenge.
1: <laughs> because you've grown to trust the Lord in the midst of those yeah. storms, right? Amen. Amen. And oh. so I just thank you for your willingness to come and share your beautiful faith journey with us and your joy. I love your joy. Thank you. And, and I just want to, you know, end the show by saying to our listeners again, I mean, no matter who you are, no matter where you are in the faith journey, no matter what work you do, um, God is calling you. God is calling each one of us to be a witness to him, to live out a life of fullness, of love, of peace, of truth, of joy, of goodness, and to draw people to him through us through through whatever charisms he's gifted us with and we're all different which is Absolutely. so beautiful right yeah
0: amen amen yes so thank yeah.
1: you for for sharing that,
0: that and witness. one day from the next will never be the same <laughs> that's for sure it's very exciting well very. Thank, thank you so thank much you. again thanks letty god bless thank you. you
1: and thank you all for tuning in and until we meet again i'm wishing you all
2: Regina, do, save Regina, not a misery, Corrie, and a doce, espes, not a saver. A te clamamos, exulus, filiae, a te suspiramos, gemintes, a flatte in hac lacrimarum vale. Eia ergo, ad bocata nostra, ilus tuos misericordes oculos ar nos convete. Et Jesu benedictum fructum ventris Nobis pismo stock exili humos sender Oknens opia O tucis Virgo